Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. We're coming to you live from our studios here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me, I've got my buddies Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress, and we have got an amazing show planned for you here on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show on this Thursday as we get you set for the upcoming college football season. Nine days away from Auburn football being on the gridiron from inside Jordan-Hare Stadium. Coming up on today's show, we are going to have our birthdays in sports, a nightly TV guide. We will also have a big deal, little deal, or no big deal segment a little bit later in the program at 5.15. Brent Crouch is the head volleyball coach for the Auburn University Tigers. Their season gets started tomorrow, and we will chat with him in the final hour of today's program. So be on the lookout for that really fun conversation that you'll get to listen to to close out today's show. JJ with Brant and Brooks inside our studios. Brant Daughtry, how are you, sir? Everything Brooks does is funny to me. Yeah. Everything. We love him. I love this man. Uh, I love most of the people that work in this. I, I shouldn't say most. That 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 would create some kind of right. a, of discourse. Right. I love everybody who right. works in this office. People are great here. If you said most, I would immediately write it on every whiteboard here and see <laughs> who came after you. Every whiteboard, meaning the one behind me? Yeah. All right. And and the one that's out in our... Uh, there, there is one in the meeting room, isn't yeah. there? That we, we just haven't used in a little bit. Yeah. There's one in the back hallway as well. Yeah. There is, but no one ever goes back there. None of us ever go right. back there. Yeah, but our sales staff would know. Yeah. Our sales staff would know. Yeah. Yeah. Our sales staff would We're know. off the walls. How are anyway, you, sir? Anyway, that, that's my favorite kind of show is when we just don't <laughs> we talk about anything other than sports. But, uh, yeah, I'm doing great, man. Uh, happy to be here. Happy to be a part of this. Uh, the Braves are on a roll right now. Um, I haven't been on uh, the, yet this week, so a lot to talk about there. Um, Auburn quarterback battle. I think I said on Friday, if you held a gun to my head, I'd pick Zach Calzada, but I was still unsure. Uh, that's still that's looking less and less likely, huh? Yeah. Um, T.J. Finley looking more and more like the like he's going to be the guy, even though Auburn has not named anybody, and it, it does seem like the door is still open for someone else to step up. But uh, you know, it, it you said it already on this show this week, J.J. Uh, the fall camp is over. You are preparing for Mercer at this point. So uh, you've got to you've got to pick the guy, uh, whoever the guy is, and I'm sure we'll talk about that a lot on today's show. And uh, yeah, I, I happy to be here, having a good day, uh, hoping to make it a great one with the next three hours here. We're gonna make it happen, Brooks. How are you? I am doing great. It's a rainy day here on the plains. But it has been are- raining all. Day it really has long, but we're not letting that get our spirits down, right? Uh, I just wanted to point out the fact that it has rained all day long, in and out of the office a couple of times, hoping it would lay up, and it hasn't. So it's not. There you go. Um, yeah, it's been a rainy day here on the plains, so real, you know, we can't. We're not letting it get us down, but can't wait to talk to all of our callers. Shout out to uh, 
uh, former Auburn women's basketball player Dewana Bonner powered her Connecticut Sun to the uh, semifinals of the WNBA playoffs last night. A game-high 21 points for the Connecticut Sun. Uh, Shout-out to her for that big performance last night to get the Connecticut Sun to face off with Chicago Sky on Sunday evening is that first game of that semifinal series up in Chicago. So can't wait to see that. And, you know, it's uh, it we uh, we had a Braves game yesterday afternoon, getting ready for Braves play tomorrow night against the Cardinals, a weekend series in St. Louis. And can't wait to talk about all that. Can't wait to talk about all of our uh, in, all the Auburn sports and anything the callers want to talk about. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful, uh, beautiful Thursday. A good show that we've got going on here. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 If you would like to call in and be a part of the program as we will now go to the Auburn Bank phone line and joining us here on the program right now to get us started today is... James from Montgomery. James has called into Sports Call today. Hello, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War, War Eagle, Eagle, sir. Yeah, I am so excited. I'm actually going to be watching Auburn women's soccer in a couple of minutes from now and actually seeing what we're going to do with the Florida State Seminoles on the ACC network as well. And um, I'm hoping that we're going to have a good win uh, later on this evening as well. Yeah, Auburn women's soccer is already 2-0 and in the year, looking to go 3-0, and but it's going to be a tough one. They're going up against the defending national champions in those Florida State Seminoles, so should be a really, really fun soccer match uh, coming up here in just about two hours. Yes, as well, because I've been waiting for it, and I want to see some of the new uh, soccer players that we have this year and seeing if they're going to actually uh, kick, a field, uh, kick a goal or, you know, make me, you know, make me glue stay glued to my tv screen as well yeah the one you really need to watch out for is anna haddock who's been with the tigers for a couple years now she has scored in both games so far this uh this season for the tigers and she's having a phenomenal season she's had a phenomenal career so far and continues to have a phenomenal season and brooks we announced her as our sports call player of the week earlier this week big honor yes as well because without hannah i mean where where would the auburn women's soccer uh, players will actually be without a great uh, player in uh, Anna um, Haddock. Anna Haddock. Haddock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to get to know some of the new, some of the former players that that actually been a fan of. So I do apologize on that. It's all good. Yeah. Well. She's a great player. Her name's Anna Haddock. It's her third season playing for the Tigers, and she's going to have to play well against Florida State. As Brooks said, they won the national championship last year. This is so rare, but Florida State and women's soccer, to let people know, won the national title a season ago, and then their head coach resigned, won his third title, and their head coach walked away from the sport. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's still a very good Florida State team nonetheless, James. Yeah, because I think we're going to have a good season this year and maybe make it to the, uh, to the NCAA playoff in Pensacola, Florida as well. That's the goal. We'll see how far they can go. Yes, as well. And then with Auburn football right around the corner, that's starting next Saturday. I'm actually going to be listening to see if we're going to actually uh, be beating uh, Mercer University at home. So I think that's going to be a good win for us as well. 1-0 starting off on the season on the right uh, track as well under Coach Brian Harson. And I'm actually looking forward to actually going to my first Iron Bowl in Tuscaloosa for the first time as well. You're going to get to go this year? Yes, I'm actually going to be going to Brian Denning Stadium this year, and I am actually going to be, you know, it's a family thing, so I'm going to be, you know, very 
you know, very um, mellow around my nephew, so I won't say any colorful uh, words around him as well because I know when it's football season and it's between Auburn and Alabama, some things might slip out. So he might, you know, he'll be looking at me like, why you say that or why you're doing that? And I'm like, it's a thing that I've been doing for almost a long time. So <laughs> it just has to be a thing when it comes to Auburn and Alabama football as well. You talking about using bad language? Yes, because when it's, when it's like that, I mean, if it's like a big rivalry game between Auburn and Alabama, I mean, the words do come out, and sometimes I always got to be careful of what I say as well. No kidding. Yeah, we always got to watch what we say, that's for sure. Yes, that's well, because I am ready to see Auburn actually go to the uh, national championship game in Atlanta, and that's going to be uh, it's going to be one road trip for me to actually go and hang out with a lot of guys that are are actually on the football team as well. And, you know, I hope I'll be back there in Jordan-Harris Stadium in 2023. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to get that opportunity too, James. I think you're really going to enjoy it. Yes, as well, because, I mean, whenever I'm in Jordan-Harris Stadium, I mean, I had some great moments over the years. Uh, One moment that I've had that drove me to tears was during homecoming. I actually cried during the Auburn University homecoming as well. Oh, man. Why was that? Well, it was because for me, I mean, I had so many great memories of meeting so many, so many of my, of my fan of, of like friends I've met along the way. And they always, you know, wanting me to stay as an Auburn, as an Auburn fan as well. And that's what I'm going to do when I had, so many i've seen so many great moments over the years i've shed so many tears in so many different ways you can name it i've shed tears when the auburn women's basketball team actually lost one time to alabama i cried my eyes out for two hours straight i couldn't even stop crying as well because you just wanted to win so badly i wanted them to win so badly i've actually uh cried um, when I went to see the Auburn women's soccer team actually won their last game against Virginia, and I cried. I mean, I I just hit the ground crying, and, and people were just, you know, patting me on the back and saying, it's going to be okay. We had a good season. And, I mean, I really like that. I, I mean, I really like that kind of um, – I really like that kind of stuff as well. Yeah, no, no kidding. It, it it can be meaningful when you got people around you that can uh, kind of build you back up and that sort of thing. Tell me something else on your mind. Well, I am actually going to be watching uh, some predictions on the Dallas Cowboys and seeing who we're going to win. Yeah, you got another preseason game left to go. Yes, we actually do have a preseason game to go, and I'm actually going to be watching on uh, Dallas uh, on the Dallas Network on the break and seeing who we're going to, what our predictions are going to be for this coming up Friday as well. So I'm hoping that they would start Dak Prescott. So it's a give and take as well. You want Dak Prescott to be the starting quarterback? Yes, I would like to see Dak Prescott and see what he's going to do for our Dallas Cowboys as well. And then um, Later on, well, earlier today, I did not want to watch first take because Stephen A. Smith, I don't like him. He's a he's a cowboy. Uh, you know, I'm not going to say it, but 
Hater. Hater. Yeah, he, yeah, he's a cowboy hater as well. And, I mean, you're, like, when he was talking in front of the great uh, Hall of Famer Michael Irvin, I mean, you're talking to a guy that's won a Super Bowl with the Dallas Cowboys, that's played in the Dallas Cowboys uh, franchise for years, and got a Super Bowl ring to show it off. I mean, is there anything else that we're actually going to win this year? Yeah, no, we'll see if the uh, Cowboys can get it done, and we'll see if we can prove Stephen A. Smith wrong. How about all of that? I know Stephen yeah. A. Smith went on Feinbaum the other day talking about running for president. Uh, yeah, I did hear that, and that is kind of... He has some words when he said that, and I think that won't be in his near future as well. So I mean, You don't think he's going to win the presidential election in 2024? Mm-mm. No. Yeah. Yeah, we're still a ways off from that. I'm curious who it'll be. Yes, as well. Maybe it might it might be Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, one of those two uh, lovely people in 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 Washington as well to to you know keep this train rolling as well. Yeah, we'll see if anybody on the Republican side can win uh, win it as well. Yes, as well. And then I'm actually going to be watching the Kansas City Chiefs and the Green Bay Packers, and I have the Green Bay Packers actually beating the Chiefs as well in their preseason. So they're actually, I think that game is starting today. I'm not quite sure on what time and how the weather is going to hold out for that one as well. And then sadly, James, we mentioned crying a little bit earlier, but sadly the uh, Dallas Wings season came to a close last night. Their year ended. They lost and and they got to wait until next year now. Yes, I did see that, and um, my Dallas, my Dallas Wings um, family in in Arlington, they actually were tweeting me, you know, sending me like like retweets every hour, and I was just like right there with them in the locker room, you know, watching the game, and I mean, I was I was like trying to make them win, but when uh, Bonner came in and just in that fourth quarter, I thought it wasn't what we we're going to expect, but I think we might make another another turnaround in 2023 as well. Outstanding. Yeah, we will see. We will see. Yes, as well. And then, plus, I just added uh, a new trivia uh, challenge that I want to do. Yeah, um, we've I'm got gonna... it pulled up here. If you're ready to rock and roll, you want some trivia today? Oh, yes. I All am. right. I'm, Brooks I'm has ready. the trivia questions for you. Brooks? All right, James, your first trivia for today is what was the favorite food of the talking orange cat Garfield? Um, I would have to say that would be lasagna. That's right, is lasagna. That... <laughs> Man, I, I haven't watched Garfield in a long time, James, but talk about something that makes me giggle. Garfield is yeah. hilarious. Yes, as well. I mean, it's so funny to me. I've been watching Garfield ever since I was a little kid. It was one of my favorite, favorite, favorite cartoons of all time, and it still is to this day. You got the answer correct. All right, James. Very good. Your next one. The show in the show Rugrats. What was Tommy's last name? Pickles. Correct. <laughs> Look at that. Wow, James. Look at you, buddy. All right, you ready for your next one, James? Oh, yeah. Which 90s cartoon featured a a pet chimpanzee named Darwin? Oh, 
I know this one. Oh my god, I know this one. It's like right at the tip of my brain. Um, I think that would have to be. Let me see. Um, I would have to say that would be the wild thornberry. That's right. <laughs> How did you know that, James? Well, because I used to watch uh, Nickelodeon for so many, many years. And in the 90s, me and my little sister, we used to watch uh, Nickelodeon uh, shows. And then on the on the weekends, they used to do, um, in the 90s, they used to do, like, uh, hit TV shows, like, uh, reality uh, game shows and stuff. Uh-huh. They were, like, best, like, wrapped around sports and my favorite one when i was about i should say like when i was about 11 years old i used to watch um uh nickelodeon inside guts i used to watch that and i wanted to actually be a contestant on that show i wanted to be a a contestant on nickelodeon's guts as well yeah well let's get you're doing a great job you're you're a contestant on sports call right now i know it's not nickelodeon's inside guts but uh, sports calls good enough. So let's give you one more last trivia question today. All right, James, you ready for the last one? Oh yeah. What show feature? Or what was the show called that featured two talking mice? That was a spinoff from the Animaniacs. I would have to say that would be Pinky and the Brain. That's right. Wow. wow. Incredible. Four for four today, James. Yes, that's well. You're a legend. I mean, I am, I am indeed, because it does say it in my, um, on my Facebook page. It does say that I love trivia games as well. Yeah. All right. Well, you just let us know what trivia you want to do tomorrow. And tomorrow, guess what? It's Flashback Friday. And on Flashback Friday, you get to tell us about the Daytona NASCAR race, okay? So we'll save that for tomorrow. I sure will. And I will have some great flashback memories of the Daytona 500 as well. Perfect. And we'll get some trivia too. Have a good day, James. All right. Sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. Our good buddy James from Montgomery joining us there on Sports Call. Really impressive. Four for four on trivia today, Brooks. Yeah. I'll be honest. I would not have gotten all of those. Like, I've watched all those shows, but I I wouldn't have gotten all of those. It didn't click. It didn't click. As I forgot. quickly for me yeah. as it did for James there. I forgot that the chimp's name was Darwin. Hey, and Garfield really, really, really did love his lasagna. That's the for Garfield. Sure. The Garfield one I would have gotten. I wouldn't have gotten Pinky in the Brain either, even though I watched both of those shows. Let's uh, let's take our first break of today's program. When we come back, Sports Call continues. the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Follow Sports Call on Twitter at Sports Call AU. Like us on Facebook at Sports Call AU. All right, welcome back into the program. This is Sports Call WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. I hope that everyone is doing well today. What I would like to do right now, as we do each and every day, is celebrate our birthdays. 
It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Indeed it is time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports here today on August 25th, 2022. 825. Who's got a birthday today, Brant? I'll tell you who's got a birthday today. Let's start with Cornelius Bennett turning 57 today as a former NFL linebacker selected second overall in the 1987 NFL draft by the Indianapolis Colts played at Alabama nah. after being after being unable to reach a contract agreement Bennett was dealt to the Bills he also played for the Falcons and ended up suiting for the Colts later in his career he's a three-time all-pro five-time pro bowler 1987 PFWA all-rookie team second team NFL 1990s all-decade team He's a member of the Buffalo Bills 50th anniversary team at Alabama. He was the 1986 SEC Player of the Year, 1986 Lombardi Award winner, three-time All-American, three-time All-Conference, and is a member of the College Football Hall of Fame. Cornelius Bennett, we hate the school you went to, but happy birthday. Happy birthday. so much disappointment in that whole paragraph you just read. Yeah. Yeah. Happy birthday. (laughs) Turning 52 today is Robert Horry. He's a former NFL, excuse me, former NBA Ford. Selected 19th overall in 1992 NBA draft by the Houston Rockets. Also played at Alabama. He was a seven-time NBA champion, 1993 NBA All-Rookie team. He also played for the Phoenix Suns, the Lakers, and the Spurs. At Alabama, he was the 1992 second-team All-SEC, 1990 third-team All-SEC, and 1992 SEC All-Defensive team. So Robert Horry turns 52. I believe that is the last of the Alabama birthdays we have today. Seven-time NBA champion. That's a lot. My favorite little fun fact about Robert Rory, having more NBA titles than Michael Jordan. We're not going to connect the dots. And just in in the titles debates, I like to remind people that Big Shot Bob has seven titles. But he is not Michael Jordan. But he's not Michael Jordan. Okay, next. Turning 35 today. Justin Upton. Ever heard of him? He's a current MLB free agent outfielder. He's a four-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger. He has played for the Diamondbacks, Braves, Padres, Tigers, Angels, and Mariners. Justin Upton turns 35. Played at uh, Mobile when uh, when he was came through the uh, Mobile Bay Bears uh, farm so when they were a farm mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Um, I never you'd got be the to one see, to tell us that. I never got to see him, but I, I do know that like they, when you'd walk into Hank Aaron Stadium down there, they'd have like his. They had his poster up as one of the, like the big leaguers that came through, and so you'd be like, "Hey, when he played for the Braves, would be like, hey, he plays for the Braves. Yeah, that's fun. He was good for the Braves for about six months. When it when they signed and then, uh, the rest of the Braves that he was with him, he was not very good. They signed him and his brother BJ, BJ. Upton, like really, boss man junior, really close uh, next to really close uh, in concession in succession. They, they signed him at the same time, didn't they? It was either at the same time or very close, and then they both made. I sports think one came via trade, and then was it was it Justin Upton that got was traded? I believe so. Yeah, um, Just, Justin the was Kate the better Upton of cover the two. Was yeah, there yeah. And get, I, that's what I was going to say. I still have that uh, that magazine somewhere in my my childhood bedroom. Mm. That didn't sound <laughs> good. <laughs> Should, should we call some people good. and have them search your room? No, there's a lot of Sports Illustrateds in uh, my yeah. room. I had sports, a, lot of, I, a, lot of, a lot of swimsuit editions in no, there. No, no swimsuit editions. Doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up. Next up, let's move along. One more. One more. Last but certainly not least, Raleigh Fingers turned 76 today. He's a former pitcher. Played for the Athletics, Padres, and Brewers. He's a seven-time All-Star, three-time World Series champion, 1981 AL Cy Young Award winner, 1974 World Series MVP, three-time MLB saves leader. 
His number 34 is retired by both the Athletics and the Brewers. He's a member of the Athletics Hall of Fame, the Milwaukee Brewers Hall of Honor, and was inducted into the National Baseball Hall of Fame in 1992. Raleigh Fingers, 76. Shout also out to the A's. has an amazing mustache. He does. I remember that about him. With the uh, curls at the end. Is that what yeah. you were going for earlier in the month? <laughs> I had an amazing mustache this you, summer. You had a it mustache. It was the J.J. Uh, Jackson mustache tour. Wow, tour. Summer. it was a tour, and and now folks, that you're making TV appearances again, yeah, it's uh, disappeared. It's gone. But I might have to bring it back. Everybody's the, shaving uh, their facial hair lately, and right. I, it's like I have not shaved. I have not been clean faced in like four years. Yeah, let's and do I it. Just, well, I, let's change I it up one time. I don't yeah. want to. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, Birthdays maybe you should sports. go Raleigh Fingers mustache. August twenty fifth today. Cornelius Bennett is fifty seven. Robert Ory fifty two. Justin Upton thirty five. Raleigh Fingers seventy six. Justin Upton traded from the Diamondbacks to the Braves along with Chris yep. Johnson for Martin Prado, Randall Delgado, Ooh, Randall Delgado, and a couple of prospects. And then the Braves traded him to the Padres. For Max Freed. Ever heard of him? Jace Peterson, Dustin Peterson, and Malik Smith. Good Gosh. trade. I'll uh, I'll take it. I'll take that. You would absolutely take uh, Max Freed out of that. All right, 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show as we go back to the phone lines. And joining us now on the program... Ward Damn Steve. Retired Ward Damn Steve is here with us on Sports Call. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, does anybody drive there? Because we're not. It is raining all day. So does anybody there have uh, carpentry skills to know how to build an ark? <laughs> uh, we don't. We're going to be uh, in search of somebody that can help us out. All right. Hey, I, I'm impressed. Uh, James is a knowledge of useless information. I thought I was a, a good at that, but he's better than I am. He was so talented today. That was for sure. Yeah. So uh, throwback uh, Friday tomorrow, is that right? Flashback Friday, yeah. Okay, I'll give it What a you got for cartoon. us? You you, you prepare something. Okay. I'll do it tomorrow, okay? Uh, it's a classic cartoon that uh, uh, was on. I, think, I can't uh, wait. Nickelodeon. Anyway, let's go, guys. Uh, I'm going to call this episode, in fact, I may do it more often. Uh, I'm going to call it the complaint corner. Okay. All right. I have two complaints. Uh, I guess it reflects my age and the... Uh, my uh, old school thinking that uh, I know changes, you know, are typically, you know, necessary sometimes and are good. Sometimes they're not. These are two changes, guys, that are, to me, very disappointing and uh, are taking away what I believe was enjoyment uh, of Auburn uh, football in general. First, apparently, Fest, or I guess Family Fest Day is called instead of Fan Day is coming up uh, Saturday, I believe. Open practice and everything, yeah. Yeah, well, they've taken away one of the things I used to, with my son and daughter, used to look forward to, would wait in line four and five hours. There'll be no more autograph sessions. I know. You know that. We do know that, yeah, and I know that uh, obviously that's something that a lot of people have fond memories of uh, throughout their lifetimes, and uh, I'm sure there are various factors into that decision. Uh, and why it's taking place. And uh, I, I promise you, Steve, you're not the only one that feels that way. Well, what are your guys' thoughts about it? I, I, Steve, you and I have already talked about this. I, I've told the story before. When I was a kid, uh, I would wait outside the stadium uh, after games, and I had a T-shirt that uh, my my mom or my dad would give me a Sharpie, and I just my, they'd point out players, and I'd run up to the player and say, hey, can you sign my shirt? And they would. And that's 
that's a memory that I cherish. Uh, I, I, it's, it's one of the, I mean, I looked up to those guys as heroes, you know, at the time. Uh, but at the end of the day, what if now, uh, 15, 20 years later, I decided to sell that shirt for money, you know, and it wouldn't be any value because it was my shirt. It would be valuable because it had their autographs on it. And I, I'm with you. I think signing autographs is awesome. I think it's an awesome part of the fan experience. But so often you'll see these autographs get sold for for money that never goes to the player who the name belongs to. So while I understand where you're coming from, and I, I wish that uh, I wish that that wouldn't happen. I wish that you could just sign an autograph and it just be signing an autograph for a fan. Uh, but the fact is, people have taken advantage of it, and I, I absolutely understand where they're coming from saying, I'm not going to sign anything unless you pay me for it. Yeah, Rusty guys, uh, same sentiments, different well, sentiments? I was going to say, I, you know, it, it's... I, 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 I don't know if I, what I agree with or anything, but I think this is a, a side effect of uh, some NIL stuff because I, I saw... Uh, somewhere, and I, I was trying to look for it here on on the internet, but I can't I can't find it. But uh, I believe Saturday at one of the local businesses up here in Auburn, T.J. Finley is going to be doing a an autograph session. They're gonna he's going to go to the business, and so it, it's like Brant says, it, it's you know if with NIL and you know these guys are going out and getting paid now to sign autographs. It, Auburn, I don't know if they can or if they can have an autograph session now for some of these guys that are making money on NIL deals because you're going out uh, and you're getting paid to sign autographs elsewhere, and yet Auburn's still going to say you got to sit here and sign all these autographs for free and you don't get paid for it. And so I, I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I think that that's a, you know, like you said, like you said, Steve, you had fond memories of that. I've got fond memories of, uh, you know, going down, being, you know, down where, uh, in around Fairhope. I'm, you know, I'm from Robertsdale, and so every year I'd go over to the uh, Senior Bowl practice that used to be at Fairhope Stadium every single year, and it was always Auburn and Alabama Day to get your autograph signed over there at the uh, at the Senior Bowl practice there. And I always, there were several years I went, and I still got those footballs sitting in my uh, in my parent in my uh, bedroom back at uh, my parents' house. And so it, it's a great memory. You know, it's a great, you know, it's a, it's a great bonding time for your, you know, dads and moms to take their kids to have the, get their kids autographs from some of their favorite players. But with NIL coming in, it's just, you know, with some of the university sanctioned autograph sessions are kind of going by the wayside. JJ? No, I think uh, every point that's been raised here is uh, certainly valid. I think that it's something that will be greatly missed. I understand kind of the move to make it more of a a paid event, so to speak. Any opportunity you can get to to grab those autographs um, does it, it does mean a lot. I was never somebody who got overly enthused by the autograph portion. One, I was a little more a bit more uh, shy back in my younger days. Uh, being honest there. And then, uh, two, I didn't like to wait around as long uh, to be able to go and get those things. But I know that it means a lot to a lot of people there. So uh, I, I definitely hate that this is something that we won't have in uh, Auburn football in the years to come. But seems. also, I mean, you you can still, like, you know, last year, kids still wait outside the gate to get autographs for the players And you'll try out, and catch so, them every yeah. now and again. And, and, I mean, we were at Auburn Volleyball. They had an open session on Sunday night, and the players after the game were signing autographs. The soccer players after the game were signing autographs. Clearly, they don't have the same value uh, as football players on this campus, and and there could be a level of that that goes along with it. But 
uh, yeah, we'll just we'll see how this continues to change in the years to come. Okay, well, here's my final take. I listen to your comments. All right. Uh, yes, uh, you know, uh, is it uh, Cam? I've got Cam, Brant, and Brooks with me. Yeah, um, your comments about, yeah, some people uh, may do the unfortunate thing of trying to sell the autographs. It's, to me, it was fun chaos, okay? Everybody rushing in, getting in certain lines for uh, the quarterback signatures, you know, whatever. And we got posters. Yeah. And the posters were signed not by just one person like T.J. Finley or Cam Newton, but by all the players, as many as you can get to, you know. Right. And we rushed around, you know. We, yeah, uh, so many of the players. restaurants in town still have all those posters with signed autographs of all the players yeah, and that's what hanging up fun. and that sort of and, thing. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, I'd, I'd get the photographs taken with me and my daughter or me and my son, you know, uh, with the different uh, uh, players, you know. Uh, that was something that you can't take You can't take away. Uh, it'll, uh, I have them. All right. So, so, so we got th- those – those are things I look for. Of course, seeing the coaches and Tullerville or Gene Chizik getting uh, a photograph with them, you know, and then they'd sign whatever, you know, poster you had. And they would limit it to one or two posters, and that was it. But that was fun. Then I go get the cheerleaders' posters. They, I get those signed, okay? Uh, you name it. Uh, and that's, to me, was part of the atmosphere, you know. Everybody was looking forward to seeing the actual players, you know, and seeing what they looked like without their helmets and gear on, you know, and saying hello to them. You, you felt like, boy, they actually, you know, are real human beings. Like, hey, I, I, I got to shake hands with them. That, I think, is going to be pretty much minimized. But that's what I, 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 I'm talking about, guys. Uh, and I think it's going to be missed by a lot of people. All right. Second complaint. I just read this morning that there will no more be the tradition of game day programs in print. Really? I hadn't heard, about, I hadn't heard about that, no. Yeah, that that to me was a tradition I look forward to. Uh, when I come, you know, traveling uh, on game day, I get you know from the uh, from the people who are selling you know on the street side, you know, uh, some of the, the game day programs. Yeah, absolutely. We would get them in, you know. Uh, well, now they're going to be uh, done. Apparently, not even each game day book, but it'll be a 2022 book that you can get online and view. I said, wow. Because I used to always look forward to who's going to be on the front cover of this game uh, yeah. day edition, you know? I mean, uh, I, I, uh, I I collected those things, too. I mean, I I know exactly. I have one with Philip Lutzen on the cur- – excuse me, Philip Lutzen Kirkin on the cover, and I can tell you exactly where it is right now. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, well, I, I, I collected those things, too. Them, you know, uh, with the different players, you know, you typically be seniors, you know. And so that's going to be done away with, guys, no more. And the reason, to me, was rather weak and flimsy was due to uh, – the, uh, uh, the, 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 I guess the uh, delivery chain uh, been disrupted. They said, uh, "Well, these things are done way before uh, the start of football season. Uh, they have to be." That me, they couldn't have found ways to have them published in print. But no longer, nope. It's all now uh, going to be done uh, electronically, and it won't be a, each each uh, game uh, will not be a separate uh, e- e- electronic edition. It'll just be a 2022. Uh, game day program. I said, "Wow, okay." And you know, with each game day, you get you know, some kind of little you know booklets or um, inside little inserts, coupons to go uh, to read Mama Goldberg's or eat there, you know, or uh, some other. And that was always look forward to. So there's that. All right, and then finally, I guess there would be no longer actual, or maybe at least I'm not getting mine. I got tickets for the Penn State LSU game, but they're electronic tickets that have to be scanned. Yes. I'm not getting any hard copy. And the reason I, 
I'm bringing that guys because that to me is disappointing. Because right now I have framed two for two, two tickets of the games I attended. One for the kick, Bama kick game, and one for the uh, prayer Jordan Hare. I have those framed along with the uh, OA News, Opelika, you know, newspaper Sunday edition, in which they talk about. It. I had it framed. Well, apparently, I guess uh, they you can't do that anymore, right? Yeah, more digital ticketing has taken over for sure. I mean, are season ticket people? Are they do they get you know hard copy, or do they also get I guess uh, the scanning uh, electronic tickets like I'm getting? I believe they also get digital tickets for promotional wow. events. They're still printing off tickets, uh, but uh, yeah, for the most part, it's all digital. So you can't frame those anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, there's some kind of, uh, to me of an atmosphere uh, to having a hard copy of something rather than just an electronic version of it. And you're not the only one that feels that way, Steve. Uh, so that, that to me is just, wow. So this is what we've come to. So the things I used to find pleasure looking forward to are being dismissed. Is this no longer? I guess maybe, maybe a lot of young people don't care about those things anymore. It doesn't matter. It's not that important, I guess. There's probably a level of that. I mean, we've obviously had such a digital um, increase in the world and society over the last... Um, 15, 20 years, and, and so I think there might be a level to that. Uh, I think cost-cutting uh, in terms of not having to, to use printing and ink and just everything involved in there is something that goes uh, without saying as well. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I appreciate your letting me uh, do my complaint corner there. Uh, that's about it. Uh, I did have one uh, I, I, I guess you might call it sports-related uh, uh, article real quickly, guys. Go. Uh, it comes from the uh, New York Times, and it's about a uh, young 17-year-old person. Uh, let me get his name here. Right up here. Um, sorry for your patience. Okay. Yeah. Um, his name is... Um, Um, Mark, here it is, Mac Rutherford, 17 years of age, guys, and this is why I'm bringing him up. He has now become the youngest pilot to complete a solo flight around the world in a small plane. Wow. <laughs> 17 years of age, and he just accomplished that feat. Uh, I thought that was uh, remarkable, uh, to say the least. Yeah. I, 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 I said, wow. And I guess we all know that... A maximum Red, speed of 186 miles per hour in that plane. I'm looking at it as well over on USA Today. That's insane. That's insane. how long it took him to do it? I will try and find that. No. Okay. Uh, I guess we all know about Mr. Uh, Durant trying to stay uh, with uh, the Brooklyn Nets, right? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. Apparently, a, a, a come-to-Jesus meeting, so to speak, with the Nets organization kind of put everybody on the same page. And... What about what the PGA is planning on doing to compete against the uh, LIV uh, golf uh, tour, right? We're, we're going to be able to get a little bit more into that throughout the week uh, and that sort of thing. But, yeah, they're obviously trying to combat all the big tour moves of uh, their oppositions. And uh, they've got Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy making decisions and moves. And, yeah, they're obviously trying to improve some things. Uh, and maybe we might talk about this a little bit more detail tomorrow, but I thought it was a fun article on AL.com. Alabama fans love MMA. Auburn fans prefer golf, but the differences don't stop there. Have you read the article yet? I haven't, no. Let's get yeah. into that tomorrow, then. All right, we'll do that. Okay, so guys, 
I do appreciate, again, as always, for your letting me uh, uh, do my nonsense maybe at times or uh, my complaints. Uh, but those are things that just I just want to go ahead and, and get them off, and I won't bring them up anymore. Yes, sir. I'll bring it up. Uh, but uh, I hope that you guys uh, will have a relaxing afternoon. And I know the soccer game is going to be on the AAC or ACC uh, channel, right? That is correct. Yeah, taking on Florida uh, State. And they're ranked number two, I believe. Uh, is I and the reigning national champions, yes. Okay, you guys give us very much of a chance against them? I think Auburn can be competitive. It's a top 20 matchup. Auburn's got an exper- a really experienced goalkeeper, uh, and, and Anna Haddock has led the way offensively for the Tigers. So uh, I think Florida State should clearly be favored playing at home. But, yeah, I mean, in, in a 90-minute soccer match, really anything can happen. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to give Auburn a chance. Okay, well, that's it. Thank you guys again for your time. I know my time is always way up. So uh, have a safe, relaxing evening. And until tomorrow, War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, our good buddy, retired Ward Am Steve, joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line. Really appreciate his phone call. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can by giving us a call, 334-887-3401. We're about to run out of time here in the opening hour. we got to pay some bills to get us to the top of the hour. And uh, when we come back, we're going to have big deal, little deal, or no big deal. We're going to have a conversation with Brent Crouch a little bit later in the program and more. I mean, what a fun show it's been. Alongside Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry, my name is J.J. Jackson. One hour in the books, and we're rolling. show is in the books we've got more to come stay tuned for another hour of sports call right after the break since 1995 alabama's sports talk leader tiger communications proudly presents sports call it's time to join our sports call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starting right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. We hope that you were doing well on this Thursday. What a fun first hour it was with a couple of phone calls. We've got more to go. Again, still to come. Auburn Volleyball Head Coach Brent Crouch will be on the show a little bit later. Their season gets started tomorrow. We'll have our nightly TV guide and more. Brooks, we just heard from Steve a moment ago talking about uh, the lack of signing autographs, uh, a change in the sport. There's no more uh, emphasis on printing tickets. 
more of a digital push as well, and a couple of other different topics there. Well, how do you want to chime in to, to what Steve was able to say there at the end? No, I mean, you know, you look at the uh, the autograph session thing, and like it's what we all said, it's uh, it, it seems like it may be kind of a uh, a side effect of. Uh, NIL deals going through where players can now get paid to sign autographs. One of the uh, one of the players, I, I believe it's TJ Finley. I saw it somewhere. I can't, I can't seem to find it now, but has an autograph session scheduled for Saturday uh, at a local business here in the Auburn Oak area. And so it's um, you know players are able to make money off of it. There's not doesn't mean there's not opportunities to go out there and get autographs from players because you know it's like you you were saying Brant you'd go after games and catch them as they were coming out of the locker room. I'm sure you know I'm sure the players aren't going to be walking out of the locker room and it's like oh yeah I'll sign this autograph hand me five bucks kid. I, I'm sure yeah. you know they're going to you know say hey we'll still sign these autographs and you know everything. But just Auburn University sanctioned events uh, and it, it, it you know plus if you're you know expecting a big crowd you know it it's not you know it's an open practice uh you want people to come out and see the 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 game you know see the team practice it's not like you know fan day uh you know a couple years ago was literally just show up and meet the coach and meet the players and then get autographs and play a few on you know games and then walk out this is an open practice and everything so probably a few more people are going to show up than what you normally expect and so uh it it's you know it, it's kind of how it's going the other two um, I've said it before. I, I think you know Steve's brought it up before, or someone's brought it up before, and I've said it on here before. Not a fan of not having some sort of commemorative ticket or a a a, a physical ticket to have because I'm very much a memento person, um, and I, I really you know I, I've got a book at home of tickets that I've been to. There's a there's only a handful. I I went and I bought um a, or inside. Uh, baseball bought some Hawks tickets. They went on sale today for single game tickets. Bought some a couple Hawks game uh, tickets to a Hawks game later on uh, after they get started. They're digital tickets, all digital. Did not even give you the option. So there's a, some some venues, some sporting groups. I know the Montgomery Biscuits still lets you print a ticket and pick it up at the will call. I'll do that every single time. But I'm always a big fan of you know having some memento from the game. And and the yeah. same way with the program. If you know you you go into digital programs, I think the first time I ran across digital programs um was a few years ago i went to a charlotte hornets basketball game um and walked in and i asked i they scanned or I, I had the paper ticket for them and i they scanned it and i walked in and i asked the usher hey where are the programs and like oh you got to go online and get them and i was like i was defeated at that point because i was like no i wanted the ticket or i wanted the uh i wanted the program and so it's just it's it's a moment a memento I'm always for them. I know, you know, the cost saving and printing and everything. I know that aspect. I understand that aspect. But it would be great if, you know, you could figure out a way, at least on the ticket side, to have a way that you could purchase like a commemorative ticket for that game or something. Fellas, we have banked some phone calls here. So let's get to them. 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. We've got Terry, Jeff, and Keith all on the line. We start with... Terry from Auburn. Terry from Auburn, formerly of Talladega, now joining us here on the program. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, guys. How are y'all today? Very well. Good to hear from you. Good to talk to y'all as always. Um, what was it, uh, gentlemen, which one of y'all was talking about the commemorative tickets just now? Uh, that was me, Brooks. Brooks, okay, Brooks. I feel that same way every time I go to Hooters and leave Hooters. <laughs> 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 and I cried when Auburn hired Gene Chiswick, quite honestly. 
And I got some friends in Iowa who cried from laughter when Auburn hired Gene Chizik. Yeah, so, that was not no. a uh, that wasn't a popular hire when it happened. No, it wasn't. And that wasn't a lot of people think I was the guy at the airport saying we want a leader, not a loser. <laughs> but that wasn't me. I promise you, um, guys. The further this goes on at the quarterback race, do y'all believe? Like I said yesterday that Robbie Ashford's got a better and better shot because, based on his athleticism and his ability to turn positive, make positive things happen, could he be the guy to save Brian Harson's job? Because he might be the difference in two wins. We have not seen Robbie Ashford take a single snap in all of college football, so the unknown is there, and the unknown right. is tantalizing. <clears throat> um, there was a reason, though, that we have to remember. He did not take any snaps at Oregon. Now, I understand he was a freshman. He's gotten older. He's gotten better, most likely. Mm-hmm. But, uh, look, I, I don't know. We don't know what the quarterback battle stands right now. But right now, I, I'm going to say it is T.J. Finley. I will say that... Uh, the door is still open because no court, no starter has been named. But uh, right now, I'm expecting it to be T.J. Finley. Well, I, I'm going I'm to piggyback on what I said yesterday, and I mean it. If T.J. Finley is a quarterback at Auburn next year, uh, Brian Harson just made those people's job easier that tried to get rid of him last year. Because we do have a sample size on what T.J. Finley has done in an LSU uniform and Auburn uniform, and that's practically nothing. So, uh, you know, true, he could have gotten better, but do, do we really believe that? Getting better. At I do. One thing. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I do. That, that, and and I'm, and if I if I can defend it real quick, Terry. Sure. This, sure. It, he's been in college. This is going to be his third year playing college football. He never had a spring practice, and he never had a practice where he was going to where he had an opportunity to be the guy. Uh, this is the first time he's come in and expected to compete for a starting job. So there has okay. been there has been more attention paid to him. He has gotten more reps than is typical. Is T.J. Finley going to win the Heisman Trophy? I doubt it. But I think it is possible he has gotten better. Now, has he gotten good enough? We don't know yet. Uh, and and w- would, I bet, would I bet money on it? Honestly, probably not. But I, I've said it before. I don't gamble because I've been wrong before. Nine days away from finding most, out. I think what bothers me the most is Brian Harsky talking about how he's, he likes the way he runs the offense. He gets people in the right place, gets them lined up. That, that don't mean a thing. It means absolutely when, when everything, the, Terry. It means well, everything. I mean, when the ball is snapped, it doesn't mean a thing. Okay, so the ball snapped, and you're turning to hand it off to the running back. What happens when he when Zach Calzada turns the wrong way because he doesn't know the offense? I agree with that. What What happens when the wide receivers line up in the wrong spot? They run different routes, and they run into each other. They both fall what down. Now two of your targets are done. What happens if they line up in the right spot and he throws it five feet over their head, which is what he's done this whole time? Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying, but he has shown that he can throw it to the right spot. He doesn't. Okay. He doesn't miss every time. He will miss yeah, he occasionally. He can throw it to the right spot when the camera's out and there's not 90,000 people in front of him. And we'll get to see if that narrative shifts uh, in nine days when the season gets going. So <laughs> Terry, take care. Absolutely. Good to hear from you. That's uh, Terry from Auburn joining us there on the program. 334-887-3401. Toll free at one 888 9 Next up. Jeff from Columbus. All right. Jeff has called into Sports Call today. What's going on, Jeff? Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Man, I am so glad Terry has called in all the time. He's calling in more often. I like it. He, yeah. He, he says what I'm thinking. He, he adds something for sure. He does add something. Yes, he does add something. He's always done that, though, and he always has. And, uh, hey, man, Steve called in, and he was talking about complaining. Uh, that's I, I never would have expected that from Steve, by the way. Um, but <laughs> when I got one, I got one complaint, hey, when – Somebody gives you the hint, we'll talk to you later, Steve. Why don't you say, 
War Eagle, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> did you see? Did you see what Terry just did? See you later, guys. Yeah, he, it. he got out of there pretty quickly. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it doesn't take three minutes to say goodbye. Okay, but hey, um, uh, man. Yeah. We're talking about the quarterback's ability to understand the offense and their caller's ability to understand the cues, right? Right, Jeff? Yeah, I mean, it's right there. It's it's, it's plain and simple. He's an intelligent guy. I think he's a a psychologist, psychiatrist. That's right. They don't just give away, you know. That's right. We love Steve. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, but, okay, but, hey, man, if somebody ever charged me for an autograph, I would rip that poster up in front of their face or burn that jersey right there where I'm sitting. I mean, they're not better than me. They're just more famous than me. They ought to feel honored that I want their signature. They don't want my signature. So, I mean, there's no way I would pay for an autograph ever. Yeah, hey, me neither. For what it's worth, me neither. Yeah. Yeah, so if somebody's at an autograph signing session that I know they're getting paid to do it, I mean, I guess that's kind of different. I mean, they may just uh, pay for his appearance, you know, or something like that, sure. you know. But, but I mean, I've got autographs. Haven't paid for a single one. Matter of fact, I've got autographs like on stupid stuff, like on a sock, because I wasn't <laughs> taking my shirt off. Right. I said, sign my sock. You know what I'm saying? Right. So uh, it was a it was a black shirt. You couldn't sign on. Right. So I mean, so it. Uh, so the sock it I was. Mean, yeah, you don't have to defend yeah, that. I get I, it. No, I feel terrible for all of these college athletes that are so underprivileged and everything that they need to be paid for everything that they do now. I mean, it, it, uh, you know, there was a little sarcasm in there. I picked but, up I mean, on it. Um, yeah, but I noticed, you know, you're talking about ticket stubs and junk like that, and I, I, I guess I've got a few ACDC tickets and stuff like that and uh, – I did go to Tennessee, took my daughter to her first football game, Georgia game, up in Neyland Stadium. I got that. You know, it doesn't mean a lot to me, but I can see where it could mean a lot to somebody. But I'm thinking this year, Steve, you're not going to want any of those ticket stuff. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, the games you, the games that he said he's got saved, uh, Auburn won. So I'm thinking these might not necessarily need to be saved this year. Um Maybe some Pepto Bismol bottles, which he loves. Just writes on them. He loves. You know what yes. I'm saying? Just, just, just put them there. I was here. I drank this, and I know Steve's gonna call <laughs> it. In <laughs> I could use a couple of those myself, Terry. Or not, Terry. I'm yeah. sorry, Jeff. <laughs> That's okay. I've been called worse. I, I think I called you, you Steve, a couple Steve, months ago. Right. Yeah, I know you did. <laughs> I, I took that to heart. But hey. hey. But I know he's going to call in and say, it's good. oh, well, it's been 40 years. I doubt if I'll live to see some Georgia win again. But was it 50-something years between Auburn's national championship? Absolutely. 53, yeah. 53? I guess he forgot about that. But you know why? That's because I don't – I've got better stuff to say than, oh, it's been 40 years. But if they fired Brian Harson right now, today, it – with this NIL and what Georgia and Alabama are paying players, Alabama's got their big thing set up, you know, or, or Auburn's got their set up, but apparently it's not just working right now because they're not getting these high. It would be a decade before 
Auburn's even relevant again. I mean, would, would you say if Urban Meyer came in there tomorrow, which nobody wants Urban Meyer. I mean, he's a, I, I hate Urban Meyer. I'm just throwing a big name out there, right? Because Auburn wants a big name higher, right? Mm-hmm. So um, if they brought him in today, how long do you think it would take for Auburn to be competing with the likes of Georgia, uh, Alabama? Shoot, look what, look what Miami's doing and making no bones about it. They're going to buy everything they can. You know, I don't know. We'll see if they it, if it turns into anything this year, you know. But they're trying. They're trying to get all the best players and stuff like that. How long do you think it's going to take for Auburn to get back into that level of football? I mean, they're right there. We're talking about Mercer and San Jose State, and there's question marks. Who cares? No, there's not. No, there's not. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Hey, you can't tell me, and Tom, I know it was what, a wacky prediction or a wacky something. It was like a mark my it? words, bold prediction. Yeah, yeah. bold, bold prediction, yeah. Words, yeah. You cannot say after that Georgia, what was it, Georgia Southern, Georgia State Georgia game State, yeah. last year. Yeah, that in the back of your mind, you're not thinking that San Jose State can actually give Auburn trouble being the first or second game of the year. I don't know. Yeah, we'll be all right. Okay. All right. Uh, and, and look, but, um, I, I said it. I, I said it with Terry called in. I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. So who knows? Uh, yeah. But I mean, it should go without a doubt. It shouldn't matter who your starting quarterback is. But I'll tell you what: you could go back to the Gus Malzahn era and just play all three of them, circle them in. That was a great thing he did against <laughs> now, was Clemson. Clemson, yeah, Clemson right. in the yeah. opening game, and Auburn wins yeah, that game if he just starts Sean White. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but paid him forty million dollars to go away, you know. So, but hey, I'll let somebody else in here. I know Keith's trying to get in. Hey, did Keith move? Yeah, Keith. I mean, Keith's, he's, he's got a new gig in Troy throughout the week. So, and uh, oh, well, he, he's he's still coming back home and and being with his family on the plains here. Yeah. But uh, yeah, throughout the week he's okay. he's working in Troy. So. I was just, I, I didn't know if he had a medical yeah, well, issue or something. No, he's get, he, he's doing well. He he got a new uh new job okay. opportunity there in Troy. So I'll get uh, I'll I get did, him I to just, touch on that a little bit. Okay, well that's no. I didn't want to get personal. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't. Miss Everything anything. was okay. Yeah, you didn't miss anything too crazy. Yeah. So. Okay, well he's coming up next. Hey, football uh, season man, is I, uh, I, next week, Jeff. So we get to hear from you some more. I, all right, I'm excited about it. Let's go. We'll See you, talk buddy. To you all later. All right. Thank you, now. That's Jeff from Columbus joining us there on the program. Let's go ahead and take our next commercial break. When we come back, Keith from Auburn, Matt from Tallahassee, they're on the line. We'll chat with those guys a little bit later here on Sports Call. Tiger 95.9 FM. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Trevon Reed, former Auburn Tiger football player and national champion. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9.
All right, welcome back in to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show inside our studios. My name is JJ Jackson alongside Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. We're getting a lot of great phone calls so far throughout the hour. Heard from Terry and Jeff. Jeff from Columbus just on the line a moment ago. He knew that Keith was coming up next and didn't realize Keith's out of Troy now. Coming back to Auburn on the weekends and I was worried that... uh, could be some health stuff for Keith, but Keith's doing very well. Not the case at all, and he's kind enough to join us here on the program today. So as we go to our Auburn Bank phone line, our next caller due up. Keith from Auburn. There he is. He's always Keith from Auburn in our heart. Keith joins us now on the program. Hey, buddy. Hey, guys. How you doing? Very well. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Terry, I'm still around. I, I just don't get to call in as much, but that's just part of life right now. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I, and, and of course, I enjoy listening to Terry talk to as well. Uh, you know, I, I got a uh, Terry's listening. I've got a little uh, saying for him. Uh, and you guys may not remember this, but uh, Jay Go Jacobs for it. was the Jay Jacobs was the athletic director, and okay. Auburn was looking for a head football coach. And he came on the air, or uh, at some point, and made a statement and said that money is no object to hire Auburn's next head football coach. And two days later, he hired Gene Chizik from Iowa State. So uh, I thought that was kind of With a lousy coaching record. Yeah, that uh, it's hard to connect those dots. Money. Yeah, Money was no object. I've said this for a while, and I think, you know, I've heard Terry say this. Uh, you know, the next head coach at, at Auburn should be Hugh Freeze. There's no doubt about it. Wash that stuff away. He's made a mistake. He's moved on. And if you want to compete in the SEC, you need to get somebody that knows how to compete in the SEC. And I'm not, that's not a knock on Brian Harson. I hope he has a great year. Uh, you know, and, and I'll leave that at that. But now, moving on real quick. Okay. Uh, here come the Braves. Here they come. Right? What are they? Game and a half back of the Mets. Yeah. Yep. You know, I, I think, uh, I really think. The Braves win that division. I think the Heat, yeah, I, I really feel like the Mets are feeling the Heat. And in years past, they've always, you know, just kind of imploded or whatever you want to call it. But uh, I'm not going to say that just fall slap off the earth the last, I don't know, 40 games or ever how many is left. But, um, you know, I, I think the Braves are sitting in a pretty good position right now. Even if they don't win, the division, as long as they keep winning. I mean, right now they got the third best record in the uh, National League. You're exactly behind, right. You know, uh, 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 Houston, Houston American League. They are American League. Yeah, the Braves have the third yeah. best record in the National League behind the Mets and Dodgers. Dodgers, Dodgers. have the best. Yeah. The Mets have the second best, and the Braves are a game and a half behind the Mets. Yeah, and the Braves still owe the Dodgers from two years ago. Yeah, even though they beat them last year. Uh, I, I think that sticks on their their mind, but uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's great to hear hear you guys talk. It's great to hear Terry call in. It's great to you know, Jeff from, from Columbus a moment ago. Yeah, we got a lot of good Jeff, people. Jeff from Columbus, and uh, I, I think Jeff's a big Georgia fan. That's, that's right? right. That's right. Uh, go get them, Bennett. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll see how everything pans out. But uh, I, you know, I know Jeff's listening. I tip my hat to Georgia. Uh, I had a good friend that is a big Georgia fan, and as soon as that ball game was over, I sent him a text. I said, "Congratulations, the best team won." Yep. And, you know, I, I'm not a poor loser. You know, 
when you won seven national or six national championships, uh, it's okay to lose one here. It's a fair perspective to look at it. Yeah. No, but anyway, I'm looking. uh, One last question, guys. Give it to me. Y'all got to help me. You got to help me out with this right here. Saturday, Vanderbilt plays at Hawaii. You are exactly right. right. How in the world is Vandy? A 13-and-a-half-point favorite at Hawaii. It's nuts. It's absolutely – they've been there before uh, – or not before, but they've, they've been there throughout the entire week. Vanderbilt has already made the travel to Hawaii okay. to get acclimated and that sort of thing. Uh, but uh, I, I see those lines, Keith, and I'm like, that just feels like Check points. Yeah, it yeah, just feels I, like I points Keith. given the, the just – you're so far away from home. It, it should be a big yeah. advantage for Hawaii. And, and T.B. Chang, that's his first year there. And I, I know they don't return a whole lot. But I think they wasn't that bad last year. I think they won five or six ball games. I might be wrong on that. Was Todd Graham the head football coach here? I believe so, yeah. And he got uh, he got fired after there was an inquiry. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I, I remember Timmy Chang when he played at, at Hawaii. So, I guess he's moved his stuff up the ranks as a, a, a coach and – you know, and good for him. You know, he's at his alma mater, and he's he's new head coach. And see, you know, I think you got to have excitement from the Hawaii side because you've got a, uh, you know, someone like Timmy Chang that I think he broke all the Hawaii records in passing. Yeah. Uh, now he's the head coach, and then you got Vanderbilt coming in, which is always the doormat of the SEC, and they're thirteen and a half point favorites. I I. Just cannot get my hands around that. It's wild line. to think about. It is. But anyway, guys, thank you so much for taking my call. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. And uh, we'll, we'll live again to talk tomorrow. Amen. We appreciate it. Thanks for the call today, Keith. That's our buddy Keith from Auburn joining us there on our Auburn Bank phone lines. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 If you would like to call in and be a part of the program, we go back to the lines and joining us on the program. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called into the program. Hey, buddy. Whoa. That's right. Go Braves, buddy. Hey, Brent. Hey, Brooks. What's up, man? man? Hey, uh, listen, I got a message for Jeff. Okay, I know he's a Georgia fan, but he That's has right. talked about, about autographs. Jeff, if you're listening, man, I'll give you and your daughter an autograph for free. <laughs> you're willing to yes. give out your autograph. Yes, and but Jeff, you need to respect Wardown Steve. I I had trouble with him one time and like didn't want to argue with JJ and them. But Dude, we're all human, and we should show respect to other callers. That's right, and at the end of the day, he does. He does. We all we all respect one another, and I appreciate you saying that, Matt. That's important but, but, for us but, to remember. But, hey, but next time when Jeff calls, Jeff calls tomorrow. Uh huh. Tell him if I ever come on the radio station and, and see you guys, he can come by the radio station, and I'll give him and his daughter an autograph. All right, we'll see if we can make that happen. And 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 and, and, and stuff. And, and I got I got a question for you, JJ. Um, and then I'm gonna ask you. You guys to play a song next time I call on uh, Monday. 
What did Auburn favor to win against Mercer? I actually haven't seen a, a line in a little bit for Auburn versus Mercer, so uh, I would imagine they're favored by a good bit. Have you seen anything, Bruce? I was going to say, the, a lot of times they don't put out many lines for these uh, uh, FBS versus FCS teams, so you, you got to go digging for them. I know you've got lines out there for, you know, like Miami, Ohio, and Kentucky, and teams Utah and Florida are already out, and some of those other bigger games, but a, a uh, FCS opponent versus a FBS opponent, you usually have to dig a little to find those lines. Who, who is Kentucky playing and who's Florida playing? Uh, Florida is playing Utah to open the week or open the season, and Kentucky's playing Miami, Ohio. So is Kentucky favored and Florida favored? Kentucky is favored by 18, and Florida is favored, or Utah is favored by two and a half. Okay. Okay. Hey, um, JJ, next time I call, when I call Monday, I was, remember when I was singing the song from Greece? Um, which one? Summer Nights, Summer Nights with John yeah, Devolta. Yeah. Next time I call Monday, if you guys can play the song from when, on Greece and with John Devolta, when he, he sings about him and Sandy, I will sing that part. Okay. All right. We'll see. And and and, and um, from so the, the song so "Summer Nights." Yeah. Okay. So, hey, how did you guys do last Tuesday? Did you guys win? We did, lost. Did, did, the season's over. The season's over. But here's your song for today. Are you ready? All right. What? <laughs> That's right, buddy. All I do is win. Very hey, good job. Hey, you guys need to practice, and I'm going to try to play on you guys if I can. Yeah, the season's over. Our season is over. Hey, so. did you ever ask the Empires about the bat still? I did, and again, their rule isn't changing. They're not going to change that rule. So, but you told me how to ASA on it. Correct. And uh, they can't change their rules. So, that's okay. It's okay. If you get to play, it'll be great. If not, we'll be. Uh, it'll be great, too. So, all right, uh-huh. let's do the cheer. Five, four, three, two, one. War Eagle. Hey. Hey, hey listen, I was going to tell you guys, um, a friend, a church member, where we went to church here in Tallahassee, he... Um, he uh, died. He had he was cremated, but um, he was sixty-seven years old. He fell in the. He was in the water in a lake, he, and he um, and so he was a good. He was a big arm fan, but uh, oh man, he, I'm sorry to hear that. Rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and stuff. And so, hey, but listen, like, hey, uh, Keith, uh, who else? Who else called from Auburn? Keith. And Jeff has called, and Terry has called today, and James has called, and Steve has called. Well, hey, uh, Jeff and, and Terry. Terry, War Eagle to you guys. And then, um, Jeff, listen, like I said, if I'm ever in Auburn to come to the radio station, you and your daughter, daughter come, and I'll give you an autograph for free. All right. War Eagle, buddy. We'll see you next week. Talk to hey, you then. Brooke, hey, hey, Brooke. Yeah. Hey, tell my just. Tell my uh, friend Devon Reed, what's up? All right, we got you. See you, buddy. All right, War Eagle, that's Matt from Tallahassee joining us here on the program. All right, we got to take our next commercial break here on Sports Call. Moving along, 
Tiger 95.9 FM. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. Now, back to more Sports Call with J.J. Jackson and the guys. All right, welcome back in. Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM. And on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. A lot of good phone calls here on the show today. Quite a few. If you would like to be a part of the show, you can join us. 334-887-3401 to call in to Sports Call here today. What we want to do right now, again, coming up later in the program, we've got Brent Crouch, the head volleyball coach for the Auburn University Tigers. He is going to be on the program at 5.15 today as Auburn Volleyball gets set to open up their season tomorrow in Atlanta. They've got three matches in the Atlanta area over the weekend. Their home opener scheduled for next Wednesday night. Yours truly. I will actually have the honor of being on the play-by-play call of that for the SEC Network Plus. So the guys will handle the show in my absence. Uh, But that's coming up later in the program. We'll talk with Coach Crouch Before we do anything else, as uh, we prepared to do earlier today, let's do a little big deal, little deal, or no big deal. Here we go. Did you see the latest headlines from the wide world of sports? Well, here are the guys to tell you if it's worth losing sleep over. It's time for Sports Call's Big Deal, Little Deal, or No Big Deal. Let's talk headlines and storylines. You just heard this first one. Big deal, little deal, or no big deal. What about not having a quarterback named with nine days left before the opener. And here's how we're going to answer this. Not Auburn-specific. The Ole Miss Rebels, they haven't announced their starting quarterback. Texas A&M, they haven't announced their starting quarterback. The Oregon Ducks play Georgia in nine days. Bo Nix and Tyler Thompson still in a quarterback battle. So just football-specific is the way we'll look at this. Not naming your starting quarterback nine days prior to the start of your season. Is that a big deal? Is it a little deal? Or is it no big deal? Uh, I think it's a big deal. Uh, You want to have the guy. Look, quarterback's the most important position in the sport, uh, and you want to have a guy there. And we've talked about that a lot at this program. And if you're this close to kickoff and a guy has not separated himself, that's either really good because you've got a couple of guys who are really, really, really good, or it's bad because you don't have a guy who's able to step up in those big moments. Um, it's all, it's always going to be about who's the guy who makes the offense run better. Uh, who's the guy, who is the guy who the offense looks better? Who is able to move the ball? Who is able to captain the offense and move the ball down the field? Uh, and if, if when teams get really good is when that guy is also the guy who's the most talented. Uh, and it feels like Auburn is kind of caught in between right now. Um, but you know, the, the thing is you want to know who your starting quarterback is. Uh, and for three years, or for two years, I guess, Auburn has known who their starting quarterback is going to be. Uh, and I know we said we're kind of separating uh, this question from Auburn's uh, situation, but you know, losing Bo Nix was huge, and now we're nine days before kickoff. And the good news is, for Auburn at least, you have two pretty easy games, should be pretty easy games, um, to kind of figure this out. But... Yeah, no, it's a big deal. It is a big deal to not know who your guy is going to be. Brooks? Um, I'm going to say it's a little deal, and it depends on the situation if it should go up to a big deal. If you are, let's, 
hypothetically say you're Georgia, not Georgia, if you're Oregon, and they still haven't officially named Bo Nix as their starting quarterback, um, everyone kind of assumes it's going to be Bo Nix, but they still have not officially announced it yet. Well, guess what? Nine days, of, you're playing Georgia. You kind of have to know who's going to be going up against the Georgia Bulldogs. That's a pretty big game. Kind of important. If you're an Auburn, if you're an Ole Miss, if you're a Texas A&M and you're opening up against... Uh, you know, Auburn's opening up against Mercer. Texas A&M's opening up against, I think, Incarnate Word or something like that. One of those Texas schools. Ole Miss opening up Hawks. against Troy, Slat, and then they play uh, Central Arkansas before you get to that Georgia Tech game, which is their marquee, uh, big, you know, Power Five game. I don't think it's a, that big of a deal because I think you can you you see it that you're you assume, and I know you know assuming is not the best thing, but you look at on the field, you say. We're better talent-wise than the, this team. We can drag this out a little bit more before we hit that marquee matchup. Texas A&M, it's a little bit, well, I would say it's a little bit quicker. I think it's still two weeks, and then they play, um, their big marquee matchup is Miami the same week Auburn plays Penn State. Uh, so all three of those teams that you know are pointed out there, you've got two games before you hit your marquee Power 5 matchup, or before you, you know, if in other cases, before you hit conference play. That you kind of have to know. You kind of you need to be ready. I, I think there is something said for you know uh, not naming your starting quarterback later, even if you are playing a bigger team. Not give that team a chance to fully go in and prepare because then you know if you you're a defensive coordinator, you've got to look at both film and you've got to prepare your team either way. But still, you know you got to split your time there a little bit. But if you've got a competent defense, i.e., going back to that Oregon Georgia thing, if you know Georgia's got a competent defense, and Kirby Smart is one of the best defensive coaches in the game of football. They're going to have one of the top defenses in the country this year, more than likely. You know you can watch film on you know you you have film on Bonex. You can watch film on the other any other quarterbacks competing there. You're going to be prepared. You're going to be fine. But you know if if you are you know a somewhat if you're playing a smaller opponent. Uh, even if it, you know a smaller power five opponent, you want to kind of want to confuse them if they're a more evenly matched game. You kind of gamesmanship confuse them. But when you go when you've got an Auburn situation or Ole Miss situation or a Texas A&M situation where you've got you know two games leading up to your power five you know kind of test game to start the year, you've got a little bit more leeway to yeah. kind of play with the quarterback position. You're still going to have a starter that game, but you can give everybody else more equal reps during that game, or as you hope so, to give more guys equal reps in those games to get them prepared to name your true starter for that next game. So I think it's a little deal, but it could go up to a big deal depending on the situation. Big deal, little deal, or no big deal. Let's talk Mike Soroka. He's back in rehab right now. We've been talking about him with Ben Ingram of the Braves Radio Network and Kevin McAlpin. Throughout this season, he had consecutive tears of the Achilles tendon going back to that 2020 season. Soroka made one start in Rome, and he's made one start with the Gwinnett Stripers. So Mike Soroka has made two rehab assignments, working his way back from baseball. Where are you on this, Brant? I'm going to say it's a little deal, and the only reason it's not a big deal is because it's he's not coming back this season. I don't think anybody expects him to contribute in the year 2022. But you have a guy who was shaping up to be kind of your ace uh, before that Achilles tear Achilles tear happened. Uh, and, you know, the Braves rotation is already so good. The only spot that's lacking is nailing down that fifth spot. And if you get a guy like Soroka back and he's even a shadow of what he was because it's so hard to, care, to come back from an Achilles tear, much less two. Uh, if you can just get back a, a fraction of, 
of what Mike Soroka was shaping up to be, you've got a very, very solid fifth starter. Uh, and the word is he wants to come back at full strength. He wants to come back and be as good as he was before that tear happened. Um, uh, apparently, his first start in Rome was really good. I think he went like five and a third uh, and allowed like one run. His next start in AAA didn't go great. Uh, he only gave up two runs, but that was through like three innings, and he gave up uh, quite a few hits. So uh, apparently the rehab assignment did not go super well in Gwinnett. But again, like you're you're wanting to take your time with this guy. Nobody's trying to rush him back. He is coming back for next year. Uh, and if he comes back and is as good as he can be, uh, I think this is a it will be a big deal at the start of next season. But I'm giving it a little deal right now. Uh, what was the big deal? A little deal again. Mike Soroka has made two rehab starts. I, I, it's a little deal, um, mainly for the fact, and I'm, like you said, Brant, we don't expect him to contribute this year. We've talked, uh, JJ, you said it a little bit ago. Um, we've talked to Ben Ingram several times uh, over the last, you know, a couple weeks, and he's they, the Braves. And it, it seems like the contingency around some of the Braves media and the, um, you know, the, the organization is that they don't expect him back this year. But getting those rehab starts is really, really good. Um, for this year, it's a little deal. Like you said, Brent, for next year, it is a, it's a big deal to get him back in that rotation. Because even though you've made trades over the past couple years to get a starter you know, in there, it's never been the same. You know, Jake Odorizzi, yeah. you made that to try to sol- you know, solidify that fifth spot in the, in the order uh, for the rotation. And he hasn't really panned out. He had a good start this last time out. But his first couple starts with the Braves weren't great, and who knows if it's, he's going to fall back in there. It's like Ian Anderson. Yeah. He had a few good starts this year, but then he would fall back into yeah. the, the mediocrity that ERA he was. over five. Yeah, and so it, if, if you can get Soroka back to start next year, I think it, 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 the, these rehab starts are a big deal. As far as this year goes, this season for the Braves, it's a little deal because you're still just working him back, and it still feels like you're not going to see him in the bigs this year. Uh, quick little peek behind the curtain moment. If you heard me laughing, which I'm sure everybody did, um, JJ stepped out of the studio for a second to go take care of something, and Brooks pointed, said JJ's name, and looked at where JJ sits as if JJ, as if he was talking to JJ when there was just an empty chair. I wasn't going to break the fourth wall there. And it was there. really, really funny to me. <laughs> I like that. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't I like gonna break it. We don't need to break that. And you're the theater guy. You know I, that. Yeah, I'm the theater. I don't. I think it's funny to give peeks behind the curtain. Fair, especially with with this. But sometimes with this it, group of sometimes uh, sometimes it's funny to not give the peek behind the curtain and to not break. Well, the fourth if you, wall. well, I laughed because I couldn't help myself, and, and I laughed like pretty loudly yeah. into the mic. Uh, when when he went JJ and like you weren't I there, wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, and, but now I'm here, and now I have to explain myself so I don't sound like I'm laughing at nothing. At like what a, Brooks like was a, saying, like a nut silly job. and yeah, yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Mike Soroka back. Uh, fun fact: he's Canadian. In case people forgot, he is Canadian. That's exciting. Um, a 2.68 ERA in That's 2019. Real His good. His last season that he was a full time starter for the Atlanta Braves finished sixth in Cy Young voting. Ooh. I mean, set up to be an ace for this brave staff. He was, so he was Baby Maddox. Hopefully, hopefully this guy can get back into good form. He was Baby Maddox. He was a location guy, and he got a lot of soft contact, was not relying on strikeouts, and I love that. We'll see if he can make a comeback and be a part of the Braves. It's good to see him making these rehab starts more than anything. 
Fellas, we've done it. We've reached the end of the second hour of Sports Call here today. That means... One left to go. That's yeah, what it means. That's what it means. All right, here we go. We've got uh, our good buddy, the Auburn volleyball head coach, Brent Crouch, joining us in hour number three. Alongside Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry, my name is JJ Jackson. Two hours in the books, and we're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call getting started today on Tiger 95.9 FM and the Tiger Communications app. The Sports Call podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live, or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy an ice-cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk. Coca-Cola, taste the feeling. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brad Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Again, our podcast is available on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and on the Tiger Communications app. All right, we have done a, a lot of things so far on today's program. Let's give you this. We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. Um... Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? All right. It's our daily show recap. Brooks Childress, what all has happened so far on the program today? Oh, we've had a, a lot of great phone calls uh, from across the sports call sphere. So, uh, we, yeah, we've, we like I said, had a lot of great phone calls. If you want to get your phone call in, make sure you get it in on the Auburn Bank phone line. We still have plenty of time for you to get your phone calls in. We've had some big deal, little deal, or no big deal at the end of last hour talked a little Braves and talked a little college football quarterback competitions in general. And uh, yeah, it's just been a, a fun, fun day here. We've had some great discussions on the show today, mainly a lot of stemming from a Ward and Steve's phone call about there not being an autograph session at this year's uh, Fan Fest for Auburn football, as well as the, uh, the continuation of Auburn football still not doing, uh, or Auburn sports in general going, kind of moving away from uh, tickets, uh, pay, you know, uh, what is it fungible physical physical tickets physical tickets um 
physical tickets and then uh, apparently moving away from physical programs too or at least programs for every single game physically and so it's been a it's been a really really fun show today so can't wait to continue to go and because i know we've got a big conversation coming up here in just a little bit on the show without a doubt it's uh it's going to be fun we're going to chat with brent crouch here in just a little bit and just a little bit ago we had our big deal little deal and no big deal and we're going to continue it now let's go did you see the latest headlines from the wide world of sports well, here are the guys to tell you if it's worth losing sleep over. It's time for Sports Calls, Big Deal, Little Deal, or No Big Deal. Big Deal, Little Deal, or No Big Deal. All right, let's move on to another topic that we haven't discussed quite yet on the program. Uh, but the number two overall pick in the 2022 NBA draft, Chet Holmgren, learned today that he is going to miss his entire rookie season out with the Lisfranc foot injury. Uh, same injury that has sidelined Carolina Panthers rookie quarterback Matt Corral for the entire year. And uh, Chet Holmgren got hurt in a pro-am game over the weekend in Seattle on a play where he was actually guarding LeBron James. What do you guys think about this one? Big deal, little deal, or no big deal for uh, the number two overall pick? Uh, I think he actually guarded LeBron pretty well. Have you seen the play? There's a, vi- there's a video out of the play, and I mean, LeBron misses the layup, so... He actually did a pretty good job, but it just um, stinks that you yeah, get hurt in that yeah, moment. For sure, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a little deal, and here's why: normally losing your first round draft pick, especially the number two overall guy, would sting uh, a lot worse. But the fact is, the Thunder do not expect uh, to really compete for major stuff this year. They were planning to kind of tank again, as much as one can tank in today's NBA, um, because they they want to go after this. What's this kid's name? The the French dude. Uh, he's like the center. They they everybody wants this kid. Who's everybody who thinks that they have an Wimbayana or something? Yeah, yeah, Wimbayana, Wim Wimbayana, something like that. But uh, anyway, there's uh, they were planning to tank to go after that kid anyway. At least that's what the reports that I have read have seen. Um, so basically, you just Webinyana, I think is it. Webinyana. Yeah, but uh, anyway, you 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 lose uh, Chet. So. You know, what you can do with this now, you don't have Chet worry about basketball. You worry about bulking up because Chet Holmgren is seven feet tall and he looks like he's about 150 pounds soaking wet. So what you do now is you take the time and you you get it, you get him off his feet as much as you can and you just get him in the weight room. And you just say, man, eat, carbo load, don't worry about basketball, right. bulk up, get ready for the NBA because right now it would eat your lunch. So, and and I really think it would. So I think that right. I think that this is going to be a developmental year for Chet. Well, there's zero pressure on him, and I think that's kind of it, that could turn out to be a blessing in disguise because I think Chet Holmgren's a really good basketball player, and uh, if he gets his body physically ready for the NBA, I think it could be a huge benefit to him. Uh, so I'm going to say little deal um, because obviously learning on the job is better than being hurt. But uh, I think this could turn into something good if the Thunder play it right. Brooks, talk to me. Uh, I think it's a big deal because it kind of gives some of the uh, wind into the sails of people that said that he was, you know, he's not, he's physically big, but he's like people that are saying that he needs to bulk up a little bit to be able to play in the NBA because you look at him and you know that he he's a he's a skinny dude, very skinny he's, dude. He's got a, you know he doesn't have a lot of meat on the bones there. Uh, so I think this gives a, a little bit of the, the wind and sails for people who said that he can't play in the NBA because he was in a pro-am, and obviously, you know, they're probably not going 100% like you wouldn't in an NBA season at this pro-am game, even though you are guarding LeBron James. Um, but you get this this injury, 
And so I think that it's a big deal um, because the, you know, the the Thunder may may not be trying to, you know, tank again this year for the, the French kid, but still losing your first pick of the draft, it, it hurts. And ask the Pelicans. They've lo- they've had Zion Williamson has not played for them in about two years. It's been, it's the same injury, isn't it? It's a Liz Franck injury or a foot something yeah. for Zion as Zion well, broke his foot. Zion broke his foot, yeah. okay. So uh, I would expect the the thunder uh especially the thunder training staff to try to start you know shoveling food into uh or into holmgren's mouth and yeah. bulking them up a little bit for reference chet holmgren is measured at seven feet tall 190 pounds so Whew. i mean it, it's you, you gotta very very thin they're they're gonna i'm sure they're gonna take this time to you know bulk him up a little bit and try to get him in a in a into a spot where this type of injury doesn't isn't a common occurrence or he's not commonly injured when he gets in the nba but you know it's it, it's it, it's a big deal when you lose your first overall draft pick it's huge i mean we mentioned uh zion williamson had injuries early in his career uh a couple of more notable guys really early in their career blake griffin when he was drafted did not play in his rookie season julius randall did not play his rookie year joel and bead had an injury at the start of his rookie season, as did Nerlens Noel and Greg Oden. Big deal, little deal, or no big deal. I'm going to say it is a big deal that we will not get to see Chet Holmgren on an NBA floor this season. All right, and then our last one for today. And again, we've got a conversation with the Auburn volleyball coach coming up in just a moment. The amount that starters play in the final preseason game of the year, is that a big deal, a little deal, or no big deal? Does it mean a lot whether or not your starters play a lot of snaps? This is always a big debate. It's been four preseason games for the longest time. It's now three preseason games, 17 total regular season games. Sometimes you play them for a full half to get them in a you know groove for, hey, football season's almost here. Sometimes you don't play them at all. Does the amount matter? Is that a big deal, little deal, or no big deal? How much your starters play in the final preseason game? I think it's a little deal because you, I've said it on this show a couple of times. You have to get ready for contact before the first game comes. You have to be able to, to take that punch. You know, your body, your body gets used to it over practice. And then you have these preseason games that gets it used to being hit by guys that are not your teammates, that are not worried about whether or not you stay healthy. Um, obviously not doing anything dirty, but, but not pulling any punches either. Uh, and so I, I think that it is a little deal uh, how much your starters play because again, the guys that are solid, probably like you, this guy is definitely your starter at whatever position. You're probably not going to play those guys for more than a quarter during the preseason, not a quarter a game, a full quarter of the the six quarters that'll be, or excuse me the goodness 12 my <laughs> good lord that was that was ridiculous you I don't wrote know. some math on the fly yeah, brant yeah that was awful man four times three is 12 um but yeah I, I think that of the 12 available quarters if you know a guy is going to start that, that guy will usually play one um so i think it is a little deal how much those guys play but i think they need to play a little bit just to get their bodies used to being hit Brooks, what do you think? I'm going to say no big deal. Tom Brady didn't, when he went to Tampa, he didn't play in any preseason game. Quarterbacks excluded, obviously. He didn't play in any preseason game. There were no preseason games that year. He won a Super Bowl that year. You look at a lot of the, uh, a lot of the, 
sentiment around the league where you, you see a lot of interviews with um, you know coaches and front office folks, they value the joint practices more than they value the actual games of preseason. And so, you know, it, I, I think it's no big deal because these guys are professionals. The only ones that it really is matters for is the the rookies that need game reps in the in in the NFL. And guys trying to make an NFL roster, and they want to show out. They need to show a little bit on the field on game day. But other than that, if you're you know your second year in and on, it, it's no big deal whatsoever because you you can go out and you can show off the same stuff that you would in a game in, in joint practices with other teams, and you get to work on stuff more than you know a, a meaningless game that you know you're going to sell tickets for five thousand fans to come watch. We'll see. Big deal, little deal, or no big deal. I'm just glad that it is the last preseason game of the NFL season these this week and this weekend because that means football's right around the corner at the NFL level. But I see, cannot tell you how happy I am that the preseason is almost over. Yeah. But you see, now you got to wait a whole like other week now because they eliminated a game. Right. Now you they gotta, got a little bit of build up. Yeah, you got to wait. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. All right. We'll all right. be all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, Brent Crouch joins the program right after this on Sports Call. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all-SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson and Brooks Childress inside our studios here on South College Street, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. And we are beyond honored to welcome in Brent Crouch, the head volleyball coach for the Auburn Tigers. He's kind enough to join us here on this Thursday on the eve of the 2022 volleyball season getting started. Coach, the time is greatly appreciated. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on, JJ. What kind of emotions does a head volleyball coach experience the day before the first match of the season? Uh, <laughs> well, when you've got a roster of eight new faces, um, which you know that that means our roster is over fifty percent new. Uh, seven of those are freshmen. You know, my feelings are, are they're all over the place. There's there's excitement because we've got so much talent on this group. Um, there's also a little bit of nerves and butterflies because we're going to have three to five freshmen out there at different times who've never played in a match before. Um, and it'll be exciting to see kind of what they do when they when they get out there. But uh, I don't know. I guess the, the most the most overwhelming feeling is just generally very excited for volleyball, uh, for Auburn volleyball and where we're headed because this is really the beginning of a of the future of a four-year stretch that's going to end with um, some NCAA tournament appearances in a couple years. Which we can't wait. I mean, what, what a talented class you've got that has arrived here on the Plains. You're entering your third season as the Auburn volleyball head coach and the Tigers, like we said, get set to open up the year. Three matches this weekend in Atlanta. We hear often in sports, Coach, that throughout the fall portion or the build-up to a season, whether it be baseball in the spring, whatever the sport is, there becomes a moment in time where the players are so sick and tired of playing against their teammates, they just want to go against another jersey. Is it the same feelings for you and your coaching staff? They're definitely ready to to play somebody else, absolutely. We've had 14 days of practice over a 17-day period. 
And uh, that's a lot of time to be each other, uh, to be with each other, to compete against each other in practice, and uh, to do it on the stage in front of fans. It was great to do that at our home scrimmage the other night. Uh, such a great turnout, but you're still playing, you know, your teammates. So uh, everybody's excited to get out there and play tomorrow. Coaching staff included, you guys are ready to scout of opposite opponents and that sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. For sure. We've got actually a fairly new staff as well. Um, Rachel Corbelli is a new assistant coach, uh, comes from just an awesome coaching pedigree. Her parents were uh, the head coach and associate head coach of Texas A&M for over 20 years. Um, and uh, her brother is an assistant at Missouri. So she's she's very excited to be to be on our staff and we're, we're so happy to have her. Um, Keith Smith's another new assistant coach who's come over from the men's game. Uh, he was at Grand Canyon here uh, the last few years and has been with USA Volleyball. So we, we, we've got a lot of new faces, you know, on the sidelines, on the court. Um, but the, the general feeling from everyone is let's get going now. <laughs> We're so excited and uh, lots of good positive vibes and, and energy. We mentioned seven freshmen on your team, but you've also got uh, one senior in Rebecca Rath who comes back after a really awesome season a year ago, her second season in Auburn after starting her career at Maryland. Tell our, our listeners and, and Auburn Tiger fans about Rebecca Rath and what kind of leadership she'll have this season. Yeah, Rebecca, I mean, for really lack of a better word, carried us last year offensively. She led the SEC in points scored per set. Um, that's an amazing stat. Right, uh, points per set are aces, blocks, and kills, and she scored more points than anybody else in the conference. So she was such an integral part of, of uh, some success we had last year. Um, and what's so great for her this year is she's going to get some help. All right, so she's still going to be out there. She's going to be getting kills for us, but she's not going to be having to do nearly as much. And uh, when you've got attacking options in all the different zones, um, you know, now you can really take off because defenses can't key on you. And they certainly were by the end of the year last year. Um, and she handled that well. She's used to it. And uh, But, yeah, she's been providing great leadership with, with the team. And uh, it, I'm just so happy for her that, um, you know, she did such a great job last year that she's getting the help she deserves this year. Coach, you, you talked about all those new faces for, for your team this year. Tell the folks out there about some of those new faces that they can look forward to seeing at uh, Neville Arena this season. Yeah, so uh, Kendall Kemp will stand out probably the most. Uh, probably, well, she'll be on the court all the time. She's going to start as a middle blocker, but she's also literally going to stand out. She's six foot six. No doubt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of maybe the tallest player in the SEC. Um, and she'll be at the net blocking and uh, providing great defense and, and also some offense for us. Sarah Morton is a libero from uh, the Chicago area, Munster, Indiana, and uh, she'll be out there quite a bit. Um, she'll be the one wearing the different color jersey because she has different substitution rules, but she'll be digging balls behind Kendall uh, whenever Kendall isn't blocking them. So I, I love that one-two punch in the front row and back row on defense. Uh, and then we've got some very talented hitters that hit on the outsides. Um, so Akasha Anderson is the Virginia State Player of the Year and an All-American. Um, she'll be out there on the left and uh, very physical, 6'3", um, touches well over 10 feet, so she can dunk a basketball. Uh, Madison Shear, also very physical, 6'2", outside hitter. Bell Zimmerman, also another physical pin. We basically recruited a starting lineup, all right, um, uh, heading forward with the exception of the setter position. And um, they're going to get a lot of playing time. You know, they're going to play in different portions this weekend. At one point in the scrimmage, we had all freshmen on one side of the court, and they were hanging with all the returners. 
Um, so, you know, starting lineups will get they'll get set as the preseason goes on. There'll, there'll be a lot of people in and out of the lineups early on because we just, you know, we haven't seen everybody out there yet, and we need to give people some chances to play their first matches. But, uh, you know, at the end of the, end of the season, it, it could be up to five freshmen starting and something like a fab five out there for Auburn Volleyball. Coach, this past weekend you had your orange and blue scrimmage. What were some of the big takeaways from you and your coaching staff from that scrimmage going into the season? Well, the first was depth. Um, you know, I mean, to be able to have competitive, um, you know, sets going on where you've got the entire lineup out there playing. You know, we, we don't have people on the roster that, that shouldn't be out there in the SEC competing. So that's awesome to see. Um, and we, that means we've got great competition at every position on the court. Um, which means that, uh, you know, they're going to be battle-tested as the year goes on because they're competing so hard for playing time and practice all the time. If we have injuries, we're going to have some some capable folks coming in. All those things are, you know, I've seen that with Auburn Volleyball um, in my tenure here, and uh, we're just so excited to get this. This is a recruiting class that I recruited right when I got hired. You know, with volleyball, it's, it's not like football where, where people are, you know, committing all the way up you know, making last-second decisions on signing day their senior year with volleyball, it's very early. So the, this group was recruited two years ago, and uh, this is the first group that we really had lead time to recruit to get on campus, and that may seem crazy. It's year three where I'm coaching, but this is really the first class um, that we've put together fully, and, uh, and they're special. They're definitely special. And then, Coach, looking at the schedule coming up for this season, you've got three tournaments away from Neville Arena, and you've only got two home uh, matches at Neville Arena before you hit conference play at the end of September. What went into putting in the schedule for this season? Yeah, well, a few reasons. You know, some is, a, you know, a little bit of stuff with scheduling with events here around football and so on, but, but really I wanted to get out on the road as much as possible because when you're on the road, um, you spend a lot more time together than when you're here. And we need to do that with eight new players. We need to team build. We need to get to know each other better. We need to you know, connect off the court. We need to have a bunch of team meals. We need to watch video on the bus. There's just so much bonding that can go on when you're, when you're on the road. And uh, that was a large part of why we scheduled this way. What do we need to know about the matches this weekend, Coach? Oh, you know, not much. You're going to see, uh, you're going to see a lot of different lineups. That's, that's, mostly what the expectation should be you know wins and losses of course we want to win a bunch and i think we're going to um but with such a young team we don't have a single player even rebecca raff who's a senior is 20 years old that's the oldest player on our team and uh akasha anderson the youngest is 17 won't be turning 18 until uh november so you know this is the very beginning of a, of a, a long career for a lot of young players, and the expectations this weekend are compete as hard as we can, uh, improve, try to figure out some lineup questions, and uh, get back in the gym next week and, and make some tweaks and make some more progress. And uh, this team is just—it's going to look completely different in November than they do after only 14 days of practice together. Brent Crouch is the head volleyball coach for the Auburn Tigers. He's joining us on Sports Call on the eve of their first match of the season. Coach Crouch played club volleyball back in his college days at Texas A&M, also competed on the beach for the AVP and CBVA. What's the scouting report on Coach Crouch, the player? <laughs> coach Crouch, the player. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Uh, if I was playing nowadays, I would be a libero. I am, I am six foot one. And back when I was playing, that, uh, that meant you could be a hitter. 
but uh, there's not even six foot one liberos anymore. They're, they're <laughs> six four. So outside hitters now on the men's side are six eight, six nine, six ten. Uh, so maybe that tells you a little bit about my age. But uh, I could pass a volleyball in my day, but I'm not I'm not crushing against the six foot ten guys. <laughs> I love it. Tell me about a, a history degree as well. What went into that decision, Coach? Uh, well, actually, that was my undergrad. I, you know, I went on and uh, and all, I went to grad school for a long time and uh, got my PhD in philosophy and was uh, was a college professor before I was a, um, a collegiate coach. I was always coaching volleyball through graduate school, but I was doing it at uh, the club level and high school level and junior college level. And uh, once I finished up my degree and I taught full-time for one year, I was like, what am I doing? I got to be back on the court with the players. You know, I need a team, sure. right? You know, I, I miss my teams and, uh, and flipped over and uh, stayed in education, which is went over to the athletic side. And um, yeah, got started as an assistant coach then. And, uh, but yeah, I don't think there's, there's not a lot of, in fact, I know there's not, there's not any PhD philosophy coaches in the country so i don't know if that's good or bad but uh it's unique i think it is unique and outstanding is what i'll call it are there any parts of teaching in the classroom that you miss uh no there we go (laughs) you know i mean there was too much about coaching i missed when i was in the classroom and when i'm on the court of course you're still teaching but now now it, it you know things are on the line right points matter and uh and you get to be with the team for a lot of years and uh you know teaching that they kind of come and go a little quicker and so right fit for me for sure we love it we love it and uh, i think you've made the right decision obviously starting year three with the auburn tigers it's also exciting uh to to be exiting sort of the pandemic and being able to be back uh in more of an open world and that sort of thing what has your family enjoyed about living in auburn coach there isn't one thing they haven't enjoyed. I'll tell you that. They, you know, my wife uh, loves horses, uh, rides all the time. Grew up riding horses, and now we're in a place where she can do that. And there's, no kidding. there's yeah. yeah, five minutes from our house. You know, my kids feel like they're in Disneyland every day because they get to come see Aubrey the Tigers sporting <laughs> event. You know, it's just it's we love it. The Auburn family is so welcoming and, and warm, and uh, the Southern hospitality is just can't be beat. And uh, it seems like every other day we're getting a new restaurant in town. So this is a cool place to be. We love it. We, we don't ever plan on leaving. Best of luck this season, Coach. Thanks for the time, and uh, we'll catch up with you sometime soon, okay? Thanks so much, War Eagle. War Eagle. That is Brent Crouch. He is the head volleyball coach for the Auburn Tigers, and he's joining us here on Sports Call today. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back in. Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM. Tiger Communications app. Download that app for free on both Apple and Android devices so you can listen to our show on the go wherever you go. Our show can also now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap skills and games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap enable to use. You're done. All you have to do now is say, hey Alexa, 
Play Sports Call Auburn, and you're listening to Auburn's First and Auburn's Favorite Sports Talk Show. Brooks, how much fun was it to chop it up there with uh, Coach Crouch? Absolutely. Uh, first time we got to talk to him on the program since he took over as the head volleyball coach before last season. Uh, wasn't the best of years last year, but you could start to see some of the foundations being built, and he talked about it uh, during that interview that he continue, looks, hopes to continue to build this program, and they've got a real big opportunity to continue that uh, trek here this year with, uh, one, starting out with their non-conference schedule. you got a pretty decent non-conference uh tournament schedule going around you got you know only two non-conference games that are not involved in a tournament so uh this year and then you hit a conference play and you've got some good young talent there that he's brought in and talked about how this was the first big you know first recruiting class he got to uh pull in for auburn and got got to really talk to and you know recruit to auburn and he's got some good uh good good players going into this year that can help out Rebecca Rath who was kind of like the the go-to uh player last year now he's got a few younger younger players that can help her out and I'll tell you what really excited to uh for Albert, for Neville Arena to be uh rocking this year with some volleyball action yeah absolutely we saw, saw Rebecca Rath awesome last year uh Liz Rich was another great player she played at Portland with Coach Crouch and then came over to play for the Auburn Tigers. Her college eligibility has expired, so uh, Rebecca Rath leading the way uh, in her senior season for the Auburn Tigers. Really fun show today, and uh, coming up again tonight, first Tiger Talk of the year as uh, Andy Birchman, Brad Law get you set for the upcoming season. Coach Harson will be on the program today. Again, the first Tiger Talk of the season at 6 o'clock on FM Talk 93.9. All right, before we get out of here, let's do a TV guide. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Our Sports Call Nightly TV Guide is brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Brooks Childress, what's coming up on television tonight? All right, well, I will give you your movie picks to start the evening off. 6.30 on E! Network. It's the Adam Sandler Classic. Happy Gilmore! Banger. Nice uh, golf movie. The Tour Championship going on this weekend. Wrap up the golf season. So you got to watch some golf today and over the weekend. I have seen Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore is on tonight. Good. The price is wrong. Uh, 6.50 on FXM tonight. It is the Quentin Tarantino's newest film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I've also seen that film. I I saw it in theaters. I have actually not seen that. I need to. A phenomenal movie. If you've never seen it, highly recommend watching it tonight on 6.50 on FXM. And then at 7 o'clock on Paramount Network tonight, it is Back to the Future. Okay. Great, great classic movie. Have also never seen that one. It is all, it's probably at the top of my list of movies I need to watch. Um, the, Not movie picks. Sports picks for you this evening. 6 o'clock on ESPN. The first semifinal of the Little League World Series happens tonight. Uh, so tune in to that. 7 o'clock on ESPNU. We got some Texas high school football. Lake Travis takes on Arlington Martin. 850 down on FS1. The 2022 FIFA U20 Women's World Cup continues as the semifinal between Brazil and Japan is going on. Uh, MLB game on tonight. The Braves are not playing tonight, so your MLB.tv free game of the evening is at 710 tonight. Minnesota takes on the Houston Astros. Should be a really fun game out in Houston. And, of course, the Auburn women's soccer team playing the defending national champions, the Florida State Seminoles. You've still got time to get to the TV because they are still in a weather delay. It has been a 40-minute weather delay. They still haven't started. So you've still got a chance. That's on the ACC network if you've got that with your cable subscription. And that is your Nightly TV Guide. Brought to you by White Claw Hard Seltzer. Brooks Childress, thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Grant Daughtry, we'll see you tomorrow. You won't.
You have high school football. Correct. You will not be here tomorrow. That's true. I will see you on Sports Call next week. That is true. I will physically see you tomorrow at work. You will. But you will not be a part of the program. That's true. Great. Thanks for being here. I'm glad we got here. Thank Brooks, you for having thanks me. thanks for being here. Absolutely. Let's break it down the fourth wall, ladies and gentlemen. That's going to do it for today's show. Think, thanks mm. so much to Brent Crouch for being on the show. It's not at all, but whatever. Let me have my <laughs> moment. Uh, Brooks Shelters, Brent Daughtry. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.